0: Holy Week this year is going to be like none other we've ever known before. I think we all need to acknowledge the sadness that we can't do what we have done every year, some of us, for many years. And it's probably not sensible to try to replicate things from a distance. That can be pretty excruciating. And the other thing is, there's some good quality resources out there. Broadcasts on the TV, radio, that are much more professionally done than we ever could try and do here. We need to be realistic about the situation that we find ourselves in, however difficult it is, however isolated we feel. So let's have a little think about Palm Sunday. Holy Week is a time that recalls the last days of Jesus' life and death. It begins with his entry into Jerusalem, the theme of Palm Sunday. On the surface it looks like fulfilment was coming as crowds sang joyfully, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. You can read that whole story in Matthew chapter 21. Verses 1 to 11. If you wish to pause the podcast to have a read of it, do so now. Here in this story, branches were waved and garments splayed before this simple man on a donkey. Yet the humble beast signalled an altogether different kind of kingship, an inverted kind of fulfilment. What began in triumph unravelled fast. The turn of the Palm Sunday readings from triumph to passion and the progression of the rest of Holy Week from hope to despair reflect just this. And again if you want to read some of the passion narrative in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26 and 27 You can do so now if you pause this podcast. In Holy Week we reflect on how Jesus clashed with the authorities, religious and political, confronting the ruthless hypocrisy that hovered under the veneer of respectability. Within days, clouds of animosity that had been gathering for months exploded into a storm that could Have only one outcome execution. Jesus, unlike his naive friends, knew what was happening. Yet during this time, he spoke some of the most profound words. And most of the gospel narratives that we have point to or take place within these few days of accelerating crisis. It's interesting that some of the greatest treasures. In history come through accelerating crisis. I can't help thinking of the voice of Dietrich Bonhoeffer writing from his prison cell not long before his own execution. This Holy Week is a time to reflect on some of these profound words of Christ as he approached his time of crisis no coincidence that Jesus' final meal with his friends on the dark Thursday evening was bittersweet broken bread and wine outpoured recalled that exodus of the ancient Hebrews from Egypt through the dark waters of the Red Sea a sinister and enigmatic baptism that somehow became their salvation not without a lot of trouble and toil and heartache But in Jesus' hands, bread and wine were transfigured, becoming to the disciples and to us today his presence in some mystery that we don't understand, but we can receive. Bread and wine given, bread broken apart, wine poured out, which signalled him being broken apart and the great bloodshed that would take place the next day, Good Friday. This was a dark baptism of suffering that would reveal salvation to the whole world, including the corrupt world system that in fact conspired to kill him. A salvation that came back to them in the form of the words, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. As the next day descended into chaos, Jesus' followers, who had sworn allegiance, come what may, began one by one to betray, deny and abandon him. And Jesus was finally left alone on a cross, crying out in anguish, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The darkness finally enveloped him and all seemed lost. And before we rush to resurrection in this Holy Week, we pause here. From Good Friday through to Holy Saturday, all is still. Shocking human inhumanity and divine suffering at the hands of human inhumanity. All for love's sake brings forth in us only silence. This year we find it particularly poignant. Maybe we, like the disciples, never anticipated a time like the one we're in. Maybe we, so short a time ago, perhaps like the disciples looking back to Palm Sunday, were hopeful of fulfillment and of good times, making plans. Maybe we too in some way are stunned and numbed like the disciples were. Perhaps we too have found that our courage has failed us. We now found ourselves isolated, unable to gather together, longing perhaps for fulfilment, longing perhaps with Jesus for the time when we can eat of the holy meal again. And the silence and the aloneness for us too might be deafening and intolerable. But here's the thing. We discover that our silence and our heartache is indwelt by the one who endured all this long before us. And yet who is also with us now in our troubled time. His isolation was total and seemed to be absolutely terminal and this same Jesus is with us in our time of isolation so we might hold to that through this holy week we might hold as well in our prayers and hearts those whose suffering is intolerable Or seems so to us, particularly the victims of the coronavirus, for elderly people, particularly in care homes, for those who cannot see loved ones, and for people around the world who don't have the ability to do the things we do here to protect the vulnerable. We might hold all these things in our hearts and minds in prayer and we look again and again to the one who gave himself for all of humanity. It might just be as we do that this week That there's a depth and poignancy to resurrection which we might never have expected. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. The peace which passes all understanding. Amen.